Hear ye, hear ye, hear ye. Coming to you from the Baker Law Group, Studio 107, it's SOL. Live, raw, and uncensored with your host, Drew Baker. Shaking that Baker. just happened. J.R. Thomas. The Godfather. Godfather. Matt Dixon, the Iron Man. And Kristen Camacho, the Enforcer. I didn't choose this. A podcast dedicated to protecting your rights by exploring the law, politics, and current events. You have the right to remain silent and listen or call in and become a part of the show. And now, here's your host, Shake and bake. Welcome to the SOL podcast coming to you live from Orlando, Florida. It's PodFest 2020. We are excited to have you here. I am your host, Drew Baker, Shake and Bake, and I'm with Matt Dixon, the Iron Man. How are you today, Matt? It is uh, it is an awesome time down here at our Southern Command in Orlando, and uh, just psyched that we were able to get this thing up and running. And- yeah, let me tell you about this day, uh, to keep it short and brief, but the term Wi-Fi does not apply when you're at a conference that has thousands of people, and it's trying to stream, and it's trying to grab your mixer, and what a disaster, but we were finally able to prevail. I told Matt I'd be here until next week, if need be. And we pretty much were. And we were, but appreciate everybody that stopped by to say hi to us, uh, find out about the SOL podcast. It meant a lot to us. We are broadcasting live uh, to the masses on Facebook Live and YouTube Live from Orlando Marriott World Center in the sunny Florida. It has been nice, hasn't it, Matt? Absolutely beautiful outside. A little nicer than the gray, wet, and nothing but somewhat miserable for the mind uh, in Ohio right now. But we're getting warmer, so it's good. And yes, we did haul all of this equipment here right out of the 107 studio in Columbus to talk to the audience of millions, I'm sure, on the SOL podcast. Now, remember, the views and opinions expressed on this show are meant for informational purposes only and are not to be construed as legal advice. There is no way in any way that we are creating an attorney-client relationship. Now, as long as we know that, we can proceed forward. We've got an exciting show today. Um, Our show's title today is Out of Town and Out of Order. We want to specifically focus on a little thing called disorderly conduct. It is something that comes up in the criminal realm. Now, Matt and I talked about this earlier. At a podcast convention or any convention, let's talk about disorderly conduct. I mean, is it possible that we see it, Matt? Give me give me some run on that. Uh, I'm pretty sure that I've seen instances of disorderly conduct multiple occasions already today. And I'm sure that tonight we'll bring a few as well. And I'm looking forward to uh, witnessing those events. Is it just me or does alcohol seem to maybe make it a little easier to demonstrate a disorderly conduct. I would say that exacerbates the issue uh, quite a bit. Somebody who already has tendencies to be disorderly is much more disorderly on uh, one, two or 12 beers. It, it certainly seems that way. And it, the truth of the matter is anytime you're out in public, there are things that you witness that you think, geez, that has to be disorderly or just flat out rude. Or somebody's just so unbelievably out of their mind that they're, clearly not uh, fit for public exposure at that time. Exposure is an interesting word to use when talking about disorderly (laughs) conduct. (laughs) 
Well, a lot of people do want to know what, I mean, what is disorderly conduct? What does it mean? How's it defined? You know, what, I mean, lots of people do crazy, random, some say dumb things in public, but what's actually disorderly? Well, right now, just so everybody knows, Matt and I decided to have a happy hour brewski. So there will be no disorderly conduct on the show today. There will be no, no, I can't promise anything. It was frustrating getting the Wi-Fi hooked up, but the, uh, to answer your question, Matt, uh, Ohio has two different types of disorderly conduct. So they've got what I would call the minor misdemeanor version, which is more disorderly light. It's a, exactly. It'd be a, going from the full Budweiser to the Bud Light, maybe would be a okay. good example. I see. Um, but in essence, it's a lower uh, consequence. So the sentence would be less because it's a minor misdemeanor. And not to get too far into this, but Ohio does have five levels of misdemeanors. First, second, third, fourth, and then a minor. A minor misdemeanor is what you would think of if you got a speeding ticket. Matt's got a lot of those, I think, right? Uh, I don't know that I can count them on one hand. All right. So that's a perfect example. And these aren't serious violations. Now, there is another type that we'll get into after we talk about the first Bud Light version, as you put it, Matt. Um, This one says, and I'll just paraphrase some of this, no person shall act recklessly, causing annoyance. Well, frankly... After being with you for two uh, days, I feel like there, you like might. I, I should be arrested. You should be arrested, or at least be charged with uh, Section A. Oh my gosh! But um, or alarm another by doing any of the following. Now, here, here are the things law enforcement is looking for: engaging in fighting. Well, clearly that might cause a disruption. Uh, threatening or harm to persons or property. I personally like this one: violent or turbulent behavior. Turbulent. Turbulent. Not, not really sure. I think of a turbine on a plane. I'm like, yeah, trying to figure out my head how I would exhibit turbulent behavior. I don't know that I ever have. Maybe the next one, which is making unreasonable noise. Some people could argue that the SOL podcast is a lot of unreasonable, a lot noise. of unreasonable noise, but hopefully that's or not the case. An offensive coarse utterance. Ooh, coarse. Coarse is the key word there. I think if you say an offensive utterance, but you don't do it coarsely. Oh, so I can utter anything as long as I don't do it Just coarsely. Don't do it and then I'm not being disorderly. Do it soft, I guess. D- gesture or display or communicating unwarranted and grossly abusive language to any person. Huh. And we'll move on to insulting, taunting, or challenging another. So perhaps I look at Matt and I say, I challenge you to a duel. You're taunting me. I ch- challenge the, me. Remember yeah. the old, uh, yes. what was that? Uh, one of those video games we used to play back in the day. Um, so no challenging and under any circumstances that the conduct is likely to prov- provoke a violent response. So that makes hmm. sense. And then finally, if you hinder or prevent the movement of a person from a public street, this would be, I think, probably like the classic, I'm going to protest by laying in the street in front of moving cars. Yeah. Always yeah. a good idea. I think yeah. you, you always want to fight a 4,000 pound vehicle. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. the chances of winning are not great, but you, you made your point and that's what matters. Yes. So, and we are not uh, discouraging you in yeah. any way. Any just, trying to be, just trying to be a martyr. But this is going to be something that uh, is going to get you one of these uh, disorderly conducts. Uh, it also talks about finally creating a condition that is physically offensive to persons that presents a risk of physical harm. Now, wait a minute. In, I don't know. In today's, what, what's going to be today's culture, offensive. I'm thinking physically offensive could be so many things. So many things. I mean, even like. Is that, so, is I mean, that, is that a subjective test or an objective test? I don't, I don't know. know how you. Yeah. If I flip the bird, not that I would do that because I find waving at someone and smiling at them is much more effective at getting your point across than flipping the bird. If you flip the bird, you just look like the same 
level of jerk. Now, wait, now, wait. I believe Goose said it best that the international language for hello was flipping the bird. That, that was in a movie. I recall this. I do. But I still think that your better approach. In fact, and I don't think it's disorderly because what are they going to say? You waved at me like, yeah, I don't, I don't think you can fall under any of those other categories. So what if they take your wave as like a swipe right or a swipe left? Now that changes the dynamic. It does. Remember I told you there was a second. An M4? Yes, there is. Okay. Um, This gets a little deeper then. Yeah, it does. And the name of that is persistent. Oh. Disorderly conduct. Ongoing. Ongoing. You've been asked nicely to stop it yet you continue in your endeavors. Hmm. It's a problem, right? I mean, sure. so, and this really applies if we go through, and I'm not going to read the entire statute here, but it certainly applies when you're dealing with um, a, a police officer, you're dealing with a firefighter or an EMS person, someone who's there to help out with the scene and you're the belligerent idiot that won't shut up and they tell you just knock it off, walk away and you won't shut up and you keep doing it. Are That's you speaking called, from experience? Are you looking at me? Um, there's no one else at this table. Well, what did I do? <laughs> I was probably disorderly a little today or persistently aggravated when I was trying to get this to work earlier, but it worked. So we're, yes. we're, we're happy about that. But yeah, I mean, this is the concept of you just keep it going and it's incredibly obnoxious. And finally, you get charged with the persistent disorderly. Well, what, what makes it persistent? The obvious, you don't stop. Now you're looking at this issue of jail time. Now, Practically speaking, does this happen? Talk to uh, buddies of mine like Chase Mallory or Dan Sable, guys that are always in the criminal realm. But the reality of that is they're not going to put you in jail. It's not, it's very, very, very unlikely. There are circumstances where maybe it warrants that. I think most judges are, you know, generally with that low level misdemeanor, aren't going to you know, clog the jail up with uh, people that are just being idiots. But with that being said, they could. It's a thirty. It's potentially thirty days in jail. That's a real deal issue, um, and it makes it a lot more serious. So, so again, here we're 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 talking about disorderly conduct as opposed to like physical assault, right? So you might be threatening correct. physicality, and you might be agitative, and you might keep doing it. You're very persistent with this it. This is verbal, right? Right. You know, I mean, so, this is a verbal so problem. you know the the whoever the, the authorities there are just going to look at you guys and say, you're a bunch of both idiots. Go yeah. on. I mean, it's not it. about like, you're going to, I don't want to do the paperwork. You're not going to square off in the bar parking lot. All right. That's a different charge. Once you do that, now we've got assault and meet me outside. You know, all kinds of issues. If it's a family member, you got domestic violence and it happens and it's awful. So clearly you don't want it to ever get to that level. But I guess the thought is if somebody's really under your skin, just walk away. I mean, or if you say a, a couple stupid things, and you wind up getting the minor misdemeanor, then so be it. But don't make it even worse by continuing to be a jerk to a cop yeah. just to try to prove your point. Because the only point you're going to prove is now you got a fourth degree persistent disorderly charge and you might go to jail. So that doesn't sound like a whole lot of fun to me. Um, hopefully that gives you some insight into what this disorderly conduct thing is really all about. I mean, at the end of the day, just be smart about it and, it's always easy to take a few breaths, catch your cool and move on. It's not worth going through all that nonsense just for, uh, you know, some idiot that's giving you a hard time and be the, be, be the bigger person, I guess. Is that what we're going for? I think that's, that's a key. Yeah. So now, you know, a lot of times though, you're talking about, uh, you've got some other substances that are involved that are keeping people from making good decisions. 
So a lot of times you can't just walk well, away. That's right. And be, be aware too, that we're not totally throwing out the concept either of you might be in a position where you, you have to protect yourself or something. You know, if you're being threatened and there's no way for you to leave, self-defense is always an option too, but we're, that's so far ahead of where disorderly is. I mean, that's yeah. why, that's why it's such a low level misdemeanor. I mean, the crowd agrees. <laughs> it would appear that and way. And you've seen the millions that are behind us. I mean, and uh, yeah. now we're going to move to a uh, second part of the program. If we can find somebody with one of these uh, badges on. Pretty, I will, pretty cool I will keep my eyes peeled here and look for people who would like to be yeah, on the show. Yeah, we decided that we would have somebody on the show. Let them plug their podcast down here. And after they've plugged it, ask us a legal question. We likely won't be able to answer it, but uh, we're going to try. And uh, we're bringing on our first our first person here. Who's this? Looks like we have Sarah. Hello. I was just randomly walking by and they pulled me over. What's going on? Sarah with an H. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, what we wanted to do today is have you plug your podcast because we're live right now on Facebook Live. Okay. And uh, we'll give you the chance to do that. And then you get to ask us a legal question that we won't have an answer for. But we'll try because we're both attorneys. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so I have two podcasts. I okay. have podcasting step by step. Nice. And, uh, so pretty obvious helping podcasters, uh, launch and grow their shows. Awesome. And then postcard Academy. So I'm an American, but I've lived overseas for more than 10 years. And so I interview other expat women like myself to get their insider food and culture chips on their adopted cities. Wow. Really cool. Thanks. That's awesome. Um, do you have a Facebook page or how do you, how do you want to put yourself out there for people to find you? Um, you can find me at sarahmichatel.com. I should probably spell that. So that's S-A-R-A-H-M-I-K-U-T-E-L.com. Awesome. All right. So now comes the part where you get to ask us a legal question. You know, I am like way too on this spot for this. Anything. What kind of lawyers are you? Good kind. The good the, kind. The good kind. Yep. Is there anything on your mind about anything in the legal world? Hmm. Somebody you know who's got a problem. Gosh. Always asking for somebody else, right? Right. All right. Well, I guess I'll ask something that a lot of podcasters ask about fair use. So let's say I read a book that I love and I want to talk about it, but I also want to read a passage from it. Can I, can I read like a page and then... Just talk about well, it. It sounds fair to me. It, just, it sounds fair. <laughs> I don't know. Fair trade. Fair. I don't see anything unfair about that. Um, that's a tough one. We don't do that kind of law, but I do know there are exceptions for reading certain passages. One of the things you have to do is make sure you give credit to the person who wrote that. You just can't pretend that it's yours. You know, the old plagiarism issue. I would also put them into the description so that they know they've been given credit, you know, in writing. Not a bad thing. Writing's always good. If it's for educational purposes, there are some exceptions. If you're making money on your podcast, that may change uh, those rules. So if it's that, I would definitely consult a lawyer that specializes in that area. Well, as, as a for instance, we will take articles, often we'll take news articles that are out there about current events and we will read them. But we will also give, you know, we'll give credit to the journalist, the paper, the publication, whatever it is. So you always want to make, you know, it's kind of like a, almost a plagiarism issue, right? You want to make sure that you're giving credit where credit's due. Uh, but yeah, once you start making money on it, that, that might change things a little bit. So we'd have to look a little further into that part of it to figure that out. 
All right. Thank you very much, guys. Oh, thank you, Sarah, for joining us. It was awesome. Thank you. All right. The name of the podcast is SOL Podcast. Okay. Yes. Thank you. All right. Drew's out. Drew's out trying to drum up more support here. He's looking for more people that have questions. He's going to, we're going to, we're going to find out if anybody else has any other legal questions. So this is a great community down here. We got a couple of thousand people at this pod fest in Orlando and it's been amazing. Everybody's coming out kind of, you know, meeting and networking, talking about what we do, what kind of podcasts they have, uh, what, what kind of culture it supports, whatever it is. And it's absolutely amazing. Everybody here has been great, very supportive community. We had an event last night at uh, uh, Disney Springs at the bowling alley. It's called Splitsville uh, in the domestic court. That's a whole nother matter. But we were at Splitsville bowling, having some food, having some beers and just enjoying each other's companies. And um, we learned a lot, met a lot of people. And I think, uh, you know, Drew and I have certainly experienced a lot of things that we didn't uh, we didn't anticipate. So it's been a very good time. Drew, what do you got? They're coming. We've got a, a couple of new people. Okay. Here they come now. All right. Next up is, looks like we have Rick. Rick, where are you from? Originally, I'm from Orlando. Nice. From O-Town. But uh, we moved up to Charlotte 12 years ago. So I've been living up there, been pretty much calling Charlotte my home. So another North Carolina buff. Are you a yeah. Wolfpack fan by, by chance? Not really. All right. No, I'm, more, I'm more than NASCAR. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> well, let's talk about your podcast. What's the name right. of your podcast? Well, I have a couple of them that I do currently. Uh, one I do, excuse me, one I do for my day job is the two-way radio show. I work for a company. We sell two-way radios. Interesting. And so uh, I do all the blogging and the podcasts and YouTube videos to um, talk about two-way radios and, and uh, promote them and uh, do tutorials on them and that sort of thing. So my bosses and I, we do that. We do that uh, pretty much on a regular basis. So, so I'm actually a uh, avid boater, and uh, I have a place down here in Madeira, so I boat quite a bit and really enjoy it. And we obviously use uh, two-way radios, marine marine radios. Marine radios yeah, are very yeah. very important. Yeah, uh, we sell those. Do you? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, for us, that's sometimes our only line of communication when you get too far out and you can't see any land around you. That's so true. I certainly appreciate that. Uh, what was your other podcast? Well, now the two-way radio show is my day job. Right. Uh, what I do on Saturday nights, I do a Saturday night wine stream. Ah. Uh, it's called Drink with Rick. And what I do is every Saturday night at 10 p.m. Eastern. Is this Drink with Drew and Matt? <laughs> it could so. be today. Yeah. All right. yeah every, every Saturday night uh, at 10 p.m. Eastern, I open up a bottle of wine. I review it. And uh, I pair it with some food. And we sit back in the chat and just uh, we toast things. We toast How people's cool. birthdays in the chat. And we toast... Uh, you know, national days and anniversaries and all kinds of stuff. We have a lot of fun with that. So, so you are a connoisseur, yes? Uh, well, no, I'm, I'm not really what you'd call a sommelier. I'm, I'm just an everyman. And I tell people, I'm just an everyman that likes wine. Because most people, 99.9% of people are are just regular people that just enjoy wine. And That's the me. critics, you know, the yeah. critics, the critics have their own taste for wine. It's not necessarily matching what you and I would would yeah, like. I like it a lot. All right. So this is the time in which you can ask us a legal question. And our disclaimer is, this is not legal advice. Go. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Because I, I have a very interesting legal question. Um, when I was a kid, my dad and I, he used to take me out, uh, you know, what people call dumpster diving. We used to call trash picking. Yeah. We'd yeah. go out and pull, pull trash from, from, from people's trash cans and stuff. The question is, though, is that legal? Is that considered theft? Is it considered I think that stealing? is a great question. And 
just happened to be something I looked at the other day because I'm going to be taking the Florida bar exam. I'm licensed in Ohio, but I want to be able to practice down here mm-hmm. uh, at least part time. So sure. um, what you're referring to is what's called abandoned property. Mm-hmm. Abandoned property uh, is just that. It's property that there is no intention or expectation of ownership. It's been left aside, whether you take it, whether the trash people take it, uh, or anybody walks by and says, boy, that looks good. I love that in my living room. I can redo that table. No legal ramifications for that whatsoever because it's been abandoned. Now, the only time that ever gets gray is maybe somebody puts their lawnmower out in their front yard and leaves it there for a few days yeah, because they be. think, you know, I'm not going to get around to cutting the grass. Yeah. Don't go steal their lawnmower because that's probably theft. I don't think they had an intention of it. And that's, but, but that's the only time it could really be great. If it's in a, in a dumpster or a trash can, I feel like you're pretty good. Well, let me, let me, let me follow this up though, because aren't there some issues in the criminal world with um, evidentiary standards? If somebody has their trash in their front yard in a trash can, can the police take that trash and go through it looking for evidence? Or do they have to wait until that trash is collected and off of the, if they, again, they don't have a warrant here. That's a good Wouldn't question. they have to wait until that trash is off the premises and into the, like into a garbage truck per se, if it's on their property? Right. So that's a search and seizure question. And yeah, a little different. A lot of these questions or a lot of these instances where people use that trash or that abandoned property and for, for law enforcement matters, we see either on like the 60 Minutes or the Dateline NBC and they found the receipts in the trash and things like that. Um, I think generally speaking, a warrant is always desirable for the law enforcement because it's very difficult to beat a warrant if it was obtained properly. Uh, but if they can't get the warrant and they want to go digging through the trash, again, abandoned property, it depends on where it's at. Or are you trespassing on someone else's property without that's, a warrant? Or that's is it in the, the question. If it's, 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 it's in the street, that was my follow-up question. Is, is If it's in the street, that could be fair game. But if it's on technically on someone's property, like on, on their issue, probably. Then, then you have to worry about the guy coming yeah. out with a shotgun and say, hey, you kids, get off my lawn. Right. You got yeah. it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's definitely a, a gray line. But in answer to your question, which I thought was a great one, I'm happy you brought it up. Cause I haven't thought about <laughs> that in a long time, I just saw it in reviewing for the bar. But yes, it's abandoned property. I don't think you and your dad should be uh, worried about anybody raiding the house soon and arresting you for any reason. So, All right. Good deal. All I'll, right. I'll sleep better at night with that, <laughs> knowing that. Thanks so much for coming on. We appreciate <laughs> sure. it. And uh, sure. congrats on your podcast. Thank you very All much. Right. Take care. Matt, that was, uh, that was fun. You know, it's great one questions. Of, and great one, questions. One of the great things about podcasting uh, that we found out from being at this conference outside of you know, there's a lot of people that do this as a living. That was a bit shocking to me, but I mean, there was a guy that is now drawing, what was it? A $1 million, $1 million dollars a, a month. month from these YouTube hits and mm-hmm. using those hits to YouTube ad revenue, yeah. yeah, ad revenue to then get sponsorships. And those sponsors literally are paying uh, a substantial amount of money and people are making a lot of money. Well, doing you know, he's got a three and a half million views per video. Right. And that's, I mean, a substantial for any advertiser looking at that. We're, we're just, I mean, we're right. And we're almost there. Yeah. Just a shy bit underneath that. That's true. Uh, I think last look, it was like seven ninety nine, or was that $7 and 99 cents? That may have been. It could have been $7 and 99 cents, but I think so. Uh, the other great thing about this podcast idea is you've got a lot of people that are into a lot of different types of things. So if you have a hobby that you really enjoy, I guarantee after being here, Matt, I'm sure you would agree. There is somebody doing a, podcast, doing a podcast about your hobby. Yeah. And they know a lot more For about sure. it than you. 
which is a great way to look at it too. You can learn a lot because they do know a lot more about it. And where else are you going to get that information? I mean, God forbid you have to read, but you can go to YouTube or listen to it in an audio format. Way yes. easier. Certainly a good, certainly a good way to share too. That's right. I mean, you could do like, like we do here, people on Facebook live can throw questions at us. We'll answer them as we go. We have guests. We answer questions as we go. So you can learn a lot from listening to those podcasts, watching them live, throwing questions at, uh, at the host, if that's, that's what you like to do. But uh, I was telling them, Drew, while you were gone, uh, rounding up some support here that essentially, I mean, you've got everything covered here with thousands of people. You've got yeah. so many topics covered. That's right. Um, you know, all the way from through hiking in the Appalachian trail yeah. to apparently wine drinking. What? Uh, that's a cool you know. idea. I thought that was neat. Yeah. Never heard fantastic. of that, but, uh, drinking with Rick. It's kind of a cool thing. Yeah. It's awesome. Well, we're going to be shutting this down because there is an event that we need to attend. Uh, obviously, thousands, if not millions of autographs. All that of need our to fans are waiting for us. Correct. Absolutely. Uh, we do really appreciate everybody that listens to our show. The following and the last eight months, we're kind of shocked, I guess. And we want to thank everybody for that. Absolutely. We're having fun and we hope you're having fun. Yeah. And if you want to find our podcast afterwards, you can find us on iHeart, iTunes, Spotify, our website, at www.bakerlawgroup.net. You can also call us with any legal questions that you may have, 614-228-1882. If you have any interest in a particular show, Matt and I were talking about this earlier, let us know. Uh, send us a message on our Baker Law Group Facebook page or you know, comment on one of the uh, podcasts that shows up there. Let us know what kind of information you want to hear and the things that you're interested in. Because, you know, we're a lot of times blind on this. We're just going with what we think might be interesting. Um, and we really want to be able to provide what you want to hear. So thanks again. And everybody have a safe and wonderful weekend. We will talk to you soon. We are signing out from Orlando. Thank you for listening to SOL. Join us next time on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, and iTunes. For additional information or questions related to your legal matter, contact the Baker Law Group at 614-228-1882. That's 614-228-1882. Be safe, know your rights, and follow the law. This podcast is adjourned.